0: Yes.
1: When you have something in common with Hitler.
0: Because we both like Prague.
1: Yeah, you and Hitler.
0: Nothing. <laughs> that should
1: be the title of our podcast.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's a really scary title yeah. to put as our podcast title.
1: I think that would be really funny. Right.
0: All, I'm Katie. And I'm Jason. And together we believe in intentional dreaming for international living.
1: We left our lives and family in small town Iowa to move overseas.
0: And now as it becomes a reality, we want
1: to share our adventures and our experiences along the way.
0: Let's say that last part together. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> so, Prague.
0: Prague.
1: This episode we're gonna talk about our trip to Prague. Yeah. It was the end of our summer, no, summer, no, Christmas, Christmas <laughs> Where tour. Where are
0: you at? Wishful thinking?
1: I don't know. Uh, it's the end of our Christmas tour.
0: Yeah, but first I thought maybe we could do a good thing and a bad thing of our life updates. Oh. Yeah, so, <laughs> what?
1: I don't, I don't prepare. You need to tell me about these <laughs> things so hard. I can prepare for them. No,
0: I, well, okay, oh, yeah. so then you don't want me to ask you questions a certain way so i'm just i was bringing it up as in like a conversation hey jason what's one good thing that's happened this last month what's one not so good thing what's been a good thing and a bad thing you hate these don't you
1: no i don't necessarily hate them i just hadn't thought about it why don't you go first what's
0: something you're enjoying right now
1: Hmm. at the moment i feel like i'm learning more turkish Really? And begin getting a little more comfortable with it. Uh-huh. Yeah, I don't, it's probably not actually true, um, but it feels like it.
0: Why do you say that? Why would it not be true?
1: Because it's, I mean, there's so much that I don't know. And it's not like I'm really being successful in using it. i so for so I didn't tell you this. Yesterday, when I was leaving to go to the coffee shop, one of our neighbors caught me and he said... This is all in Turkish. Where are you going? I said, I'm going to the cafe. And he said, it's raining. And I said, that's why I have an umbrella. (laughs) He said, I'm going to go get mine. See you later. And I had this conversation all in Turkish. And it was great. I mean, it was just a really simple conversation. But just to be able to do it and not really have to worry about it.
0: You're getting more comfortable with like daily language.
1: Yeah. But then last week we were visiting some gyms. And like I was completely failing. And it was... That was, was not totally... your
0: fault. That was that was some really hard Turkish to understand. I don't know. Not not even because of the words he was using. Some of it was the well, words that, guy, that he was yeah. using, but like it, everything that he was saying was just mumbled. Hmm. Like it was just all running together, and but, the way yeah. that he said it, like the accent, and he spoke really fast. Like that is you cannot say that you were failing not that guy. because of. But I mean, that just guy. that
1: whole experience was just like a foreign language failure. Like I wasn't able to communicate anything. We walked into one and I asked for a brochure and the lady was like, I don't understand what you're saying. Okay,
0: that's not... (laughs) Okay, that's the second one too. And she was, one, not expecting us to speak Turkish, I think, because we were with another Turkish person. No, because I, I looked directly at her and said something and then she just was like clueless. Like she didn't understand a word that I said. And so... You remember me doing this. I looked at her again. I said it once again, very clearly to her, and looking in her eyes, like I am speaking Turkish to you, woman. Like, at least give me the opportunity of trying to understand me, because she didn't even want to understand. Like, there, there were those were two very, very different type of Turkish people that were not usually involved Still, with. People usually give us a chance. At the
1: end, I felt terrible about it. Right now, I feel okay, which makes me think that my feeling okay right now is completely illusory.
0: No. Oh, yeah. Illusory? An illusion. An illusion. Mm-hmm. It was like combining illusion and loser into no, one No, no, no.
1: Illusory. It's a word. Really? Yeah.
0: I had no idea. Yeah. It just sounded like you were combining two words no. together.
1: Anyway, so that's a good thing and a bad thing. How about that? Huh.
0: Why? Mixed together. Oh, mixed together because of the people who didn't understand us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I. but I think that's always going to be the case. There are different types of people that will either make us feel good about our language or bad about our language on any given day. The ones that act like they don't understand us and don't really want to understand us and just kind of give up and don't even make an effort are the ones that make us feel like failures yeah. most of the time. And then the ones that are kind of used to listening to us or listening to foreigners try to speak turkish those are the ones that make us feel like we're getting somewhere
1: right but or that we can get the thing somewhere. i asked was so simple that if a turk walked in and said the same thing she would have no trouble even if that person spoke english right and so what that means is that i didn't say it well enough
0: i don't know about i don't know if you, if you didn't say it well enough or if she wasn't expecting you to speak turkish
1: i don't i don't know i mean
0: because I said it too. I looked at her and I said something in Turkish. Okay. And she completely well, acted ch- like it didn't make sense. Yeah. And then I had to look at her Maybe again. it didn't. Uh, maybe I didn't, but I said the exact same thing the second time, slowly, clearly, directly to her and forced her to try to comprehend whatever Turkish I was saying. Mm -hmm. And she understood. She had no problem understanding the second time. Mm -hmm. It's like she's not expecting to understand whatever we're saying. Because we were two foreigners walking in there with a Turkish person. And so she probably just thought we didn't speak Turkish.
1: I don't know. Anyway.
0: And maybe just to use the Turkish person as like a translator. It's almost easier not to walk in someplace with with a Turkish person. Like it's almost easier just to be by myself because then they only are forced to communicate with me regardless if it's in English or in Turkish.
1: I think she just had no conversation with me prior to this fact. So I just walk in. Everybody speaks Turkish to her all the time. I can't imagine she would say, this person who I've never met in my life is going to not speak Turkish to me. And so I have to understand the thing that he said is not Turkish. It makes way more sense to think what I said was completely not understandable. That's the more clear explanation.
0: Okay. All right.
1: I was feeling good about my language ability.
0: Why? You should feel good about it.
1: Not anymore. Now we talked about how bad it was. No. And now I'm feeling bad about it. The whole
0: point of me saying what I was saying was to encourage you to tell you it wasn't as bad as you think it was.
1: Right. But I didn't agree with you.
0: It is really hard for me to encourage you sometimes.
1: What are your good and (laughs) bad things?
0: Uh... My bad thing would be that it's been really hard to find a Turkish tutor replacement. And so that's been a little frustrating. And so my language has not been as high of a priority this month, and it needs to be a higher priority. And we've talked about this, how I'm trying to do half and half language and then some other projects that I want to do. And it's hard to balance it. And it's really hard to balance it right now because any extra language that I do I have to do on my own and i don't know exactly what that looks like so i'm struggling yeah. a little bit with it right now and it's been a little difficult to find a grammar teacher and i think that we found one but I, I can't start until next week yeah and so i have been doing time with a language helper it's just that's all i plan all of that
1: yeah we might i mean we we're different people obviously um <laughs>
0: I hope but I so. just
1: I just sit down with the book and I just read my grammar book. And for me, that is helpful. And I don't have to think. I think you think a lot when you like work on Turkish, you work on learning Turkish. Like you do a lot of like planning and prepping and reviewing and whatever instead of like learning. And where I, I sit down, I either do my flashcards or I read my grammar book. And I don't really plan ahead of time what I'm going to do. I've just worked through my grammar book.
0: Yeah, I think that I feel like I need to be more organized in order to learn something and put away something new in my brain.
1: Because mm-hmm.
0: if I don't understand what I'm learning in the context of which I'm learning it, like if, if I have something new, I need then it's really hard for me to remember it. Yeah. So if I can organize it in a way that I can understand what I'm thinking about that grammar topic or those set of words – if it's stored in a certain way in my brain in a certain folder, then it's easier for me to recall it. Yeah. Whereas for you, like you just shove stuff in there and it just like automatically pops up whenever you need it. No,
1: you just, you just have to review it a lot and it is easier in, in context, but there's also just like, like vocabulary, for instance, like I'm not learning vocabulary correctly. Correctly, I think everybody says you should always learn new words in context, not just like words on their own, but I'm not doing that. I'm just learning words on their own. But for me, I'm learning enough every day and reviewing them enough every day that it's actually working. And I don't find it that tedious. And so it's, it's working for me to not do it in context, just shoving as much information in my head. And I might, it might not be the most efficient way to do it, but it's working. Or it's not, depending on what side of the conversation we just had, I land on.
0: <laughs> well, I think, yeah, I think I need to just do something consistently and I haven't been consistent. Yeah. Because I, I can't, you can't see results if you don't do things consist- consistently. Mm-hmm. That's not true. You can see results if you don't do things consistently. They just might be bad results. Right. They <laughs> might not be the best results. And yeah. so, yeah, I... I'm hoping to find a new grammar tutor maybe next week. And so...
1: Well, you have one that you hope will work out.
0: Yes. I have one in mind that I hope will work out. And I had even debated going to school for a month. It just means that that is all that I do for that month. And it really might not be the most efficient use of my time.
1: Right. I don't think it would be.
0: Right. So having a grammar tutor who works specifically with me, who gives me some assignments um maybe twice a week and then maybe and then I can study on my own and have specific things that we're working on.
1: Yeah. The school is like the nuclear option. It's like if we can't make anything else work, then you go to school because the school will force, force you to do it. Um in some ways. It won't actually force you to do it. It's not like boot camp, but
0: It is kind of like boot camp.
1: Not really, because you could just be tired and not go to school, or you could not do your homework, or you could whatever. And so, but the tutors give you a lot more flexibility, a lot more free time. And so a lot, it's way more efficient if you can make it work. Right. So
0: So that's kind of my, that was kind of my downside of this past month. But the upside was that one of the two days that I work with a language helper, we do cooking classes and I do it with, um, we have another friend that joins us. And she's from Germany. So it's kind of fun that she's German, I'm American, we have a Turkish cooking class, and we only speak Turkish. Yeah. Um,
1: You know, I um, realized these same friends we went out with for coffee um, one afternoon with another couple who are Greek. And I thought when we were going out, I'm like... One couple is German, that's really interesting. Another couple is Greek, that's really interesting. But we're just Americans, and we're just like really boring. And so we're like the least interesting people there. But then I realized from their perspective, it's probably those people are Americans, that's really interesting. Those people are Greeks, that's really interesting. And we're just Germans, and that's boring. Or we're just Greeks, and that's boring.
0: Everyone has a different perspective. Yeah,
1: I've realized that. We we are interesting people. You know, everyone we know not everyone, the majority of people we know are Americans and so being an American is not a very interesting thing. But for other nationalities, being an American is interesting.
0: We were the only ones using our first language.
1: Yeah, which was which was pretty incredible. That we were talking about how hard it was to learn Turkish and I realized we're speaking our first language. They're all speaking their second language.
0: And then and we're doing really well. Yeah. Anyway. But it's been good. In our cooking classes we've learned a lot about Different Turkish dishes, and most of them all consist of some like majority of the same ingredients, and they all have oil in them quite a bit. But they're all usually fresh, pretty fresh produce, and yeah, it's been fun to to learn different different cooking techniques, and
1: yeah, and it's been good.
0: Yeah, it has been really good, and I have always had something to take to my neighbors after we get done. Mm. So because doing Whole Thirty in the month of January and also doing cooking classes means that not everything that we make is compliant. So. Yeah. Yeah. So on to Prague, that was a lot longer than I planned on it being.
1: Yeah. Well, it happens. One other thing before, since we're not on topic, one thing that was also good and bad is that we went to our first theater production in oh. Turkey. Um, and it was good because we went with um, some of our Turkish friends.
0: Which we love. They're so great.
1: Yeah. And it was fun. It was like a really good idea to go. And this was like a theater that's nearby our house that we'd walked by and wanted to go to.
0: It's an outdoor theater. It's like shaped well, in a circle. and Yeah. It's it is open an outdoor
1: open air theater, but they close it in the winter.
0: Right. 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 But it's. Did we live near one of those in America? Yeah. No.
1: kind of no anyway we went but the play was all in turkish which we knew but um it turned out to be just i understood nothing my our friend didn't really like it it said it wasn't actually that good um i i couldn't tell if they were lip-syncing the whole time but if they were lip-syncing the recorded track was not very good um like the quality of the singing was was less than good um overall it was like not that good of a play but it was a really fun experience to go so i'm glad that we did
0: the play that we went and saw was the quasimodo the hunchback um, Notre Hunchba- Dame. yeah hunchback yes hunchback hunchback and the only film that i'm remotely familiar with is the disney movie which is apparently is nothing like what it actually is about and so the one of the main characters Esmeralda sees the man that she loves die and then these men with like black hats come in of like black mask over their face come in and take her away which apparently they're the men that like kill people like they're the executioners and then the next scene they come in these men are carrying her like somewhat lifeless body. Into, like, onto the stage, and then they lay her down on this pile of wood. And then Quasimodo comes out and is, like, very distressed. And all I can hear in the crowd is everyone going, like, whispering to an- one another. Because in between, nobody knew what had happened. Like, they just knew that these men had taken her off and then brought her back. And we didn't know if she was unconscious or if she was dead. And so I can just hear the whole, like, everyone in the crowd. Whispering like what happened? Like
1: mm-hmm. it was just a weird scene. Because it was the only talking in the play is quasi Quasimodo here. And he took off his mic to do it. Because the whole
0: play was singing. So yeah. understanding Turkish like in just singing. Yeah, and singing. But he took singing. off his mic Turkish. to do
1: it and it was just a weird, weird scene. And a weird ending.
0: I thought two of the men, because they looked so much alike, they both had these beards and these long coats. I seriously thought they were the same person until That's they both. No, That's until. Racist. No, it's like all redheads being the same person or being related. I Don't talk to me about it because I know. Yeah. I have experienced that racism because of Ray and Redhead. Hmm. All redheads look alike and we're all related, apparently.
1: It's true. If you get a chance, <laughs> definitely go see <laughs> go a see Turkish it.
0: theater play. I think this was just one of many, and I, it was worth the time going, and I would yeah, definitely just, go back.
1: Just to spend time with them and do it was
0: fun. And, well, and the cultural experience of it all. Okay. Prague.
1: Prague. After that 20-minute break.
0: Prague. Prague was great. After having a week of not doing anything. Not in,
1: doing much. In Germany. We did things.
0: It was It was really comical to then pack up all of our bags with the massive amount of stuff that we had.
1: Which actually worked out. So when, I don't, Katie went to a store in Germany and bought- <laughs> A lot uh, of
0: American products.
1: A lot. Way, and way And she more. came home and I was, she's like, look at all this stuff I bought. And I thought, what are we going to do with all this stuff, Katie? Um, a lot of it, like she wanted to take and a lot of it she was going to eat. But my concerns were you unwarranted. did a lot of it. We did eat a lot of it. We only left a couple things behind- um, and we managed to get everything in our bags within weight limits and it, it turned out fine. But I was very concerned that it,
0: that we weren't going to... It was gonna... an understandable concern.
1: So we did. We got it all loaded up and um, to get to Prague from Germany, we took a bus. And I was a little concerned about this bus ride. We
0: took a train and then a bus.
1: We took a train and then a bus. But the bus was like seven hours And this is kind of weird, but whenever I get into a situation where, like, I have no control about whether or not I can go to the bathroom, like, I get worried about that. Because, like, (laughs) you're sitting on a bus and you can't make the bus stop. So what if you have to go to the bathroom? Like, that's troublesome. I wasn't, like, worried about this, but we get on the bus and there's a bathroom on the bus, like an airplane, airplane bathroom. And so my concerns about this trip were I I thought it would be fine, but I was a little, eh, you know, it has the potential to not be fine because if you're like an hour in and then really have to pee. I
0: did not know you were worried about this.
1: Oh, yeah. So it was turned out and there was free Wi-Fi on the bus and Wi-Fi that actually worked really well. It was really nice. Um, And so we just ended up watching Netflix, um, Sherlock Holmes, the – We were catching up on Sherlock Holmes because the new series came out earlier this month, which...
0: That was a good thing about this month.
1: It was a disappointment. But, so we watched Sherlock Holmes, and the seven-hour bus trip went really, really quickly. There was one stop where we stopped, like, halfway through and got some dinner.
0: You know, that bathroom on the bus was probably nicer than the bathroom I went to on our break stop. Yeah, that was... I should not have used that bathroom. I should have just waited and gone on the bus. Yeah. It was gross.
1: It was really gross. It was like at a bus station in the middle of some smallish German town. So I suppose it could have been nice, but yeah. Anyway, we ended up getting to Prague kind of late at night and found a taxi to our Airbnb place Mm
0: -hmm.
1: um, where our friends were waiting for us.
0: Yeah. It ended up working out like perfect, perfectly.
1: Yeah. Yep.
0: And they had already made it there before us, so everything was kind of homey. (laughs) We had
1: little signs that said, Welcome to Prague on our beds.
0: And two little cute Polish coffee mugs.
1: Which we've used pretty much every Every morning.
0: (laughs) (laughs) They're like the perfect size.
1: It's great. Thanks for the mugs, guys.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So these were our friends, um, Eric and Ashley and we went sailing with them. You can hear about our sailing trip with them. In, in episode. fact, you can hear them. You can actually hear them in episode seventeen. Uh, and so we they had talked about doing this kind of European trip with their parents, and we just said, like after Christmas, where are you going to be? Because we're looking at going someplace around New Year's and when they had said they were going to be in Prague we thought you know maybe that would be fun so we asked them if we could join them and their parents and ended up working out great and we yeah. found an Airbnb apartment and it had three three bedrooms and a sitting area and a kitchen it was a little bit uh out of town but it was one of the cheapest options
1: it wasn't out of town it was it was in out town. of the like, away from like downtown.
0: Yeah, we just that was probably one of the most frustrating things I know for sure for Ashley, <laughs> but if,
1: <laughs> just on one day, just on
0: one day. Well, she was. We just kind of were following. And it was like the first day,
1: and we had to figure out how to get around, get around. public. And it was, by the end of it, we had it. It was understand. not easy.
0: Like it, they just did not make it easy.
1: To what
0: for the the public transportation system? Yeah, it was easy. I don't. Like having the different stops just all on a list and not knowing exactly where it actually goes. Does it go out of town? Does it go in town?
1: I think you, the only thing that would have made it easier is if we didn't have data on our phones. Um, had we had data, it would have been perfectly easy because Google Maps knew everything right. about about the buses and, and whatnot.
0: And in Germany, we had gotten a card, but we couldn't use the card outside of Germany.
1: The, like a yeah, SIM, card SIM card for our phone. Right. So we had data. Yeah. So anyway, I think other than that, Yeah, the bus stops could have been a little more clear, but they were understandable.
0: Um, Yeah. But but anyway. Going back to the Airbnb, it it wasn't in the downtown central area of town, which it's funny. With with as cheap as it is in the Czech Republic right now for food, for entertainment, for pretty much everything that we did, the housing was outrageously expensive. Hmm. And it was because it was Prague around New Year's. Totally get it. So, we were really fortunate that we found this Airbnb place with enough space for all of us to just split the cost.
1: Yeah, it worked out really well.
0: Yeah. And uh, we actually had some pretty full days. Yes, we did. It was really cold, though.
1: It was really cold. I was looking back Mm -hmm. through some of our pictures and I was very bundled up with my scarf wrapped around my face sometimes. And it was cold.
0: Every picture that I see in Prague, like, I just have this feeling of like coldness.
1: Yeah. It in my cold.
0: soul because of how cold it was, but it was also really gorgeous. The sun was out, and besides that one time that I felt like Harry Potter because of the fog, yeah, it was gorgeous weather.
1: Well, even that was gorgeous in its own way.
0: Yeah. So what were some of the things that you liked to do?
1: Um, I think the we did the walking tour, and that was also really cold, <laughs> but...
0: That but was it was really hours.
1: fun. It was that was really good. Um I really enjoyed that. We had a good tour guide um who we, was really entertaining.
0: We found a walking tour through freewalkingtours.com. I believe I'll put a link in the show notes, but as we've talked about before, we usually try to find a free in quotation free walking tours because you just tip at the end what you think you like it it was worth or what you would have paid. And It's just really nice because the people who run the tour, walking tours are motivated to make it a good experience for you. And it generally covers everything that we want to see anyways.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think that was probably a highlight. Um, The Christmas markets were fun. Um, We did a lot of just like touristy sightseeing things. And uh, Prague is really beautiful. It's a beautiful city, beautiful old city. Yeah. I don't know about any particular things that really stand out, but...
0: I know that the Christmas markets turn into New Year's markets, and there were still quite a few of them there. And so in Old Town, there was one in the square where that's, I mean, that's pretty much where everybody goes to see downtown Prague. Yeah. And um, there were a couple of other ones. There's one in Newtown. There was some that we just happened upon because we didn't know where all of them were. Yeah, Anytime right. there was like one big um square. Big square area, there was at least some type of market.
1: Mm-hmm. And some
0: of them had more food than others and some of them had more like trinkets, souvenirs, uh items that they would sell. But yeah, that that was probably a highlight for me because
1: the Christmas market <laughs> Yeah. Well because we had seen so many Christmas markets. I know,
0: but it was just so good and each christmas market has their own type of wine and their own type of food and so we got to try some new foods yeah and technically christmas markets in germany stopped on like the 22nd or the 23rd yeah and so for several days i was just like mourning yeah the loss of these christmas markets and then we got to do them again we went to prague
1: Hmm. yeah so prague itself there's this um what's it called the hill castle castle complex on top of the Prague hill a monastery no 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 the there's a whole castle complex on top of the big hill in Prague
0: by starbucks
1: yes next to starbucks there's a (laughs) castle yes
0: and a christmas market
1: (laughs) right so on top of this hill there's
0: there's a monastery that we went to a monastery with a church and a brewery And then there was a castle.
1: Right. I'm talking about the castle.
0: Okay. Just making sure.
1: Yes. So on top of this hill, there's a big castle. It doesn't look like a
0: castle, by the way.
1: It doesn't look like what you think of as a castle.
0: No. It's It's not
1: like a Renaissance-looking castle. It's just like buildings. But they're on top of a hill. And so you can go up to this hill and look around and and win up there. But what's really cool is um, the Starbucks, but also just the view Um, because the hill looks over all of the old city and there's a river that runs through it Um, and it's really beautiful and katie mentioned the fog before and we when one day when we were there there was this fog that had settled like in the valley and it was like one of the prettiest views i'd seen in a very long time and you could just sit at starbucks and here's a pro tip don't order a green tea soy latte
0: that was awful
1: (laughs) katie did not like it
0: i don't think that the green tea lattes are bad But I was trying to avoid some dairy.
1: I've had green tea lattes before and they're not good.
0: Okay. Well, then I had the idea of just not having milk in it because I was trying to avoid some dairy. And that was just one way that I could avoid it. It was one of the worst decisions I've ever made in my entire life.
1: No, that's an exaggeration. (laughs) It just wasn't a good drink.
0: It was awful. And so then I went out of Starbucks, drank a couple of sips, threw away my money in the trash via the Starbucks cup and the drink and went and got some honeymead yeah. wine. <laughs> that, Which was really good. That was worth every single penny that I gave them. Yeah. I guess technically it's not pennies. No. Whatever currency is in the Czech Republic is what I gave Kroners. them. Kroners. Yeah. yeah. I bet you a kroner oh, that d- it was the best wine you ever had in your life. It was really good, actually. That was an inside joke. Did you catch it?
1: <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah. So what else in Prague? There's a really cool cathedral that we went to that's inside of the castle complex.
0: This is not it's not a castle.
1: It's called a castle.
0: It's called a castle. It's the least castleist looking place. It's not ever. a Renaissance
1: castle. A castle just means like where royalty live, I think.
0: No royalty live in this castle.
1: They used to. Maybe they do. I don't know.
0: So it's a big complex with a couple of churches inside. Mm-hmm. And We made it just in time to go see uh, the church inside, like the cathedral that's in the middle of the castle complex. We made it just in time to go in in there and see it. So we didn't pay for any of the tours or the entrances into the castle complex because it's free to go in there. But we, we actually made it later on in the day. And so we didn't do a lot of the sightseeing into museums and things like that. Yeah. But we did make it into the cathedral and to see... It's just really big, really nice. It was really pretty. But it's so close to everything that was around. All of the other buildings surrounding it were just really close to it. Usually you find a cathedral and there's at least some space around it. Yeah. And there was some space, but everything it was really hard to take pictures of it.
1: Yeah, the cathedral is pretty interesting because apparently they had like half finished it. And then I don't really know a lot of the history of the Czech Republic, but there's some of the tours we learned some of the things and they're they're always being like conquered by somebody. And so I think in the middle of being conquered, they didn't finish it. And it just recently, I mean, in in context, recently got finished. um, And you can kind of see which parts of it are new and which parts of it are old. One of the other things that I thought was really interesting
0: about Prague... Sorry, can I mention something else? This is where the day that we did this, um, we were outside a lot. That was the first day. Um, But you go in one side of the castle and then you can take the back entrance out and take these like long stairways to go down, down back towards the river. That Then you can cross over into the downtown kind of old town area. That whole like stairway down all we could see was fog like Mm -hmm. this like huge very dense fog had just settled on the river and so we weren't able to see anything and from those stairs which we saw maybe the next day you can actually see the river and see downtown prague and see all the bridges that line the river but we could see nothing because it was just like foggy it was really eerie really creepy yeah I just thought about like the time where they didn't have electricity and they only had fire, yeah. or if they didn't have any lights, it'd be so creepy.
1: Yeah, you just wouldn't go out as much at night.
0: Uh, that just be really scary. It Fortunately, so- that was not the case, and there was lots of people around, so I felt very safe.
1: Yeah. So one of the things that I thought was pretty interesting was there is a section of Prague called the the Jewish quarter. And in a lot of European towns, there's like a, a ghetto um, where the Jews were forced to live for a while. And the same thing in Prague. Um, but what's interesting is that when Prague was taken over by the Nazis, um, I guess a lot of times they would just destroy the Jewish quarters because, you know, they didn't much like the Jews. But... really. Yeah, but Mm. in Prague, um, the Jewish quarter remained pretty much intact, and the reason was because Hitler wanted to use it as a museum for the extinct race of the Jews, that people could come and see, like, this is what the Jews used to be before we killed them all, you know?
0: Apparently, he really liked Prague. Yeah. And that's where he, like, wanted to retire to or something. Yeah.
1: So, pretty interesting. If you like Prague, so did Hitler.
0: So everything in that Jewish quarter is basically below kind of water level. And so it used to flood out. And so everything, the cemetery that's there is built really high, mostly because they built, they were only allowed a certain plot of land for burying the dead. And when they asked for more, they were denied. And so they basically just, layered sounds really morbid layered the dead on top of each other so it's like a two or three story high burial ground for yeah. the jews that died
1: yeah not that tall but yeah pretty tall
0: at least two stories
1: i don't think from so. the
0: from the ground like from the where the street is upward okay it's just it's, it's dev- tall it's very tall and so there was said to be something around how many people buried there
1: i don't know Lots.
0: I think like 100,000. Does that seem a little bit it seems high. I don't know. Oh, there's a you lot can, of
1: people. We can look it up later.
0: So that was um, that was really interesting to see. We didn't make it into the synagogue that was there, but we... What was were,
1: the name of it? The new old, New Old Synagogue.
0: Or the Old New.
1: Yeah, the Old New Synagogue. So one of the jokes through the walking tour was that the Prague people are really bad at naming things. Not bad at it, but just like super literal. And so with the old new synagogue, they there was an old one, then they built a new one. And so the new one was called the new synagogue. And then they built another new one. And so the, the new one couldn't be the new one anymore because it was no longer new. So they called it the old new synagogue. And so they had the new synagogue, the old new synagogue, and the old synagogue.
0: And all of these are really old.
1: Yeah, of course. <laughs> They're all like way older than old. our country. Right? Yeah. Another thing that was really cool is one of the things that Prague is apparently known for is this really old astronomical clock, Um, and it's really a fancy clock on the edge of on this church that not only tells the time but tells like the date and the sun cycles and the moon cycles and it's really elaborate and tracks all of this
0: super fancy super
1: fancy and it's also known as like one of the most disappointing tourist attractions um because every hour the clock like like a cuckoo clock you know has things that come out and it does a dance right yeah um and it These is have people yeah there's people there's things and every hour it does its little dance and the dance is so disappointing but every hour there are hundreds of people just standing there waiting for it to happen it's not the
0: most convenient spot it's not actually facing towards the town square it's like
1: on the side on the
0: side and so it makes it really hard to walk through
1: and so we we did watch it once and it lives up to its name very disappointing
0: But everyone has to see it. Yeah, you at have to see it. At least once. Right. There are, there's like a skeleton who rings the bell to, to like call for people. The dead. The dead. And so he's ringing the bell and like literally a skeleton with his arm moving up and down ringing a bell. And then there's these other four men and they all represent some part of life, cardinal sins like greed, vanity, immortality.
1: Immortality is not a sin.
0: <laughs> Whatever. Um,
1: Immorality? Is that what you meant? Maybe. That's still not one of the cardinal sins.
0: But you just tell me what the cardinal sins are.
1: I don't know what they are.
0: And most interestingly, one of the one of the people represented was a Turk. Yeah. Because of the Ottoman Empire, not current day Turkey, but.
1: Yeah, like back when it was built, old old Turkey. They were afraid of the Ottomans taking over. Rightly afraid because
0: they were conquering. Yeah,
1: Ottomans a were lot taking of, over everything. Yeah. So one of the evils on the clock was an Ottoman Turk. Was a
0: major empire. So basically, while this skeleton is ringing the bell, there then all of these four men basically are shaking their heads back and forth, saying, "No, it's not time to go." Yeah. And then there's some type of window that opens up at the top, which we thought we were looking at it from the side. And so we thought it would open up and it would actually come out and we could see what was in the windows, but apparently it doesn't come out. You can only see them through the windows.
1: I think they spin or something.
0: Inside the windows, but they don't actually come out. So you have to have a really good view. Yeah.
1: You could probably find this on YouTube and you should go look it up.
0: I, well, I have a link to it in the oh, show notes yeah. already. <laughs> Go watch it. It's like
1: 15 <laughs> seconds or 30 but seconds or something, and it'd be worth seeing.
0: The newest thing that they added to keep people interested was a golden hen. A chicken. Chicken. Yeah. And it does nothing. Uh, no, it I just think it
1: squawks out, or something. Nah. Yeah. I think it does something.
0: Shows you how well we paid attention.
1: It's disappointing.
0: So that was that was actually like a must see, must do, and it only takes like fifteen minutes out of your day.
1: Yeah, because you have to get there early enough so that you can have actually have a spot to watch it.
0: Right. The other thing that we did that I liked was the boat cruise.
1: Yeah, we've been on boat tours before. Um, we went at. Uh, What was that town? Strasbourg, Strasbourg, France, and that was really nice. Um, This tour was much different than that one. Yeah, and that one—it's just like a boat. It's like a tour bus, except Mm -hmm. it's on the water, and there's plugins and headphones and somebody telling you about this one. Um, This one is not like that at all.
0: No, it was—it was more like a a fancy afternoon tea. Yeah. Except instead of tea, you got like alcohol. (laughs) Yeah, and cake. You get like wine, and you're on a boat.
1: Yeah, no one's explaining to you what's happening as you go along, but you just
0: you just kind of go, go with up it. the
1: river and enjoy it. It was fun.
0: Yeah,
1: it was a good break because it was warm, and of we took course a lot of breaks. On there was trip. there was a bathroom on the boat, which was you know always nice for two hours. Yeah, and uh, yeah, we just sat there, enjoyed the view, drank ate some cake
0: took lots of pictures outside yeah
1: it was very it was very lovely because that was the last day we were there right
0: yeah that was new year's Year's eve Eve. day yeah and before that before we had done the cruise we actually went and saw the charles bridge which is one of the biggest landmarks that prague is known for there's lots of bridges on the river but this one um is dates back to eleven forty. i looked that up
1: It's an old bridge. It's
0: a very old bridge, and it was one of the. It was the main entry into into Prague, and so it was used. um, Used a lot. (laughs) Used a lot. Yeah, it was Um, big.
1: It was cold. And there's There's a lot of people. Lots of
0: statues on it.
1: Yeah, tons of statues. Lots of statues.
0: And so we had gone down one bridge walked around the other side towards the castle and then walked back across the charles bridge with the like thousands of other people who were on this bridge as well yeah and we kind of just made this loop and it was fun but it was also really crowded yeah um so we were able to like go underneath these bridges on the cruise and just get a different perspective which i always like
1: yeah so the last thing i wanted to talk about was my biggest regret the trip
0: okay i'm interested
1: i'm not one who stays up late and so on new year's eve i ne- don't necessarily need to stay up to midnight
0: which you did not
1: and we had a fl- we had a flight the next morning and so i didn't and i was tired and so i'd like trying to go to bed we have to um, plan
0: for you to stay up late so you need to take a nap in the afternoon and even then it's kind of questionable as to if you can stay up that late
1: So anyway, um, it wouldn't necessarily bother me. But the reason it's my biggest regret is because in Prague, they have no rules about fireworks. And what I mean no rules is that anything you have, you can shoot off anywhere. And so people are just shooting off fireworks everywhere in the city. And this is New Year's Eve. And so I went to bed, you know, around 11 and had seen some fireworks going off at night. But kind of around midnight, like... The noise of fireworks just going off everywhere was enough to wake me up, and I didn't get up and go look out the window, and that was my biggest regret. I wish I would have gotten up and looked at what was going on outside instead of just lying there and listening to it, so that was my biggest regret.
0: Yeah. A part of me wishes that we would have done something, like we would have taken that tour at night and done like the dinner, the big dinner cruise. Hmm. It was just expensive.
1: Yeah, but I think... We also had to get up early the next day.
0: Yeah, it just wasn't overly early. and with It was as still much, pretty early. We left at like as, 6. Well, with as much time as we waited at the airport for them to even open the check-in counter yeah. for this flight, yeah, we could have we slept in another hour. Yeah,
1: it probably would have been good. We took a, um, an Uber there, and I... I swear this Uber driver was like falling asleep at the wheel, no, yeah, he was very tired i, didn't, I was I, didn't I was scared I know I didn't tell you because I didn't want <laughs> you to be scared, but he was very tired, but we made it there safely
0: i anyway. there that's the part where i was I just felt a little bit like, should we tell people that we did nothing on new year's Eve?
1: Well, that's why it's my regret, and I don't regret not going out. I just regret not staying up to like Midnight. experience it.
0: We did experience some of the fireworks because they were going off the whole evening.
1: Yeah, but not just not to the same scale. Yeah. Anyway,
0: so that's kind of our our visit to Prague and yeah our highlights, but also you heard some like downsides.
1: It was a very good ending to our Christmas tour.
0: It was, mm-hmm. and it was really fun to get to hang out with some friends again and yeah. meet their parents and get to kind of explore explore Prague with people that we we really like. Yeah. So.
1: So if you've ever been to Prague, we'd love to hear what were your favorite things, what you did, when you went, why you went, why did you go?
0: Man, interrogation.
1: Yeah. And what was your highlight and low light of the last month? We'd love to know.
0: Yeah. Those are always fun to hear. Mm -hmm. You always hear about ours, but we don't get to hear about yours. We always like hearing those. January is a hard month, people. It can be. Got lots of expectations and plans and they never go according to the way that you want it to. Yep. I'm a prime example of the struggle that has been.
1: So you know how to get in touch with us as always, facebook.com slash Funk Travels, Instagram at funktravels or our website funktravels.com.
0: You can always find links to the things that we talk about in our episode in the show notes as well as any recent blog posts that we may have posted about our Christmas travels and about our Christmas in Izmir. We are off to Cappadocia this weekend, and we can't wait to tell you about it in our next episode. And as the Turkish people say, gurus shiru's, we'll see you later.